Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 104. We got another great one for you today. I'm going to go first to my cohorts as always, starting off with my man, Steph. Steph, how you doing today, bro? I kind of missed being, uh, you know, uh, in the podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, you know, we all have different schedules, so I'm totally excited. Let's do it. Facts, it's great to have you back, Stuff. Also you. joined by Christian. Christian, how you doing today, dude? Yeah, what's good, Steph? Welcome back, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good, grinding out. Basically, I feel like the attitude a couple weeks ago was just like, get to the break alive. Accomplish that. Feeling good. So, yeah, we got to the break. We did it. Good to go. No Pelinga broken arm. We're good to go. Facts. Uh, guy must have had, you know, remember on a uh, side note, sorry. You remember at, uh, on Harry Potter, anybody that watched when, uh, Harry breaks his arm and then they do the yeah. smile and then it's windy. That's basically what happened. <laughs> uh, also joined by Sam. Sam, how are you doing today, dude? Bro, I'm tired. I'm currently on day nine out of 11 in a row at work. And just for reference, I worked the Saturday before the game and during half time went to cook something. And I accidentally spilt hot oil from the pan onto my foot. So I'm a bit injured at the moment. But um, a, f- a few burns there, but I'm all right. But yeah, other than that, Steph, welcome back. But, you know, it Thank is you. what it is. That, that's a pathetic story, Sam. I'm I know, just kidding. It, it, it sounds very pathetic. It was the most painful experience in my entire life. Oh, I bet, to be fair. Yeah. Last not but not fun. least, we're also joined by the self-proclaimed Maria Jose Valero, uh, wannabe at least. We're of course joined by uh, <laughs> by Beatriz Colasso. Beatriz, how are you today? Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is a huge honor to be a part of an episode, and I think this is going to be great. Facts. No, thank you for coming on. It's an honor having you on, first and foremost. Um all right, let's get straight into the Twitter questions. Um, let me just throw this up here. Sam, by the way, because I was watching the last podcast, all you have to do is share the screen, dude. I, not that, I was not that hard, bro. for such a long time, and I just had no <laughs> idea. Okay, well, remembered for next time. I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, so first question comes in from our boy Johnny Signero, a.k.a. New York's finest. Um, he's asking, what's good with these Betu from Putimines rumors? Um, Sam, I'll pass this one off to you first. Uh, Abala. Any news? They're Abala rumors. First. Oh, so not <laughs> not true. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's true, but I think it's one of those where it's like, that definitely sounds like an Amarim sort of signing to me. And like, he's done well so far in getting players in. So like, at the, at the moment, especially as like the, the signings we've made, I can't complain if he wants to bring another one in. I mean, I'll, I'll support them, but you know, it's all about proving it on the field. If it is, if it is a case, I know your boy Danny um, is apparently going to Porto, but um, what, what's his name? Uh, I don't want to talk. To, no, he's dead to me. What's his name? Is right. He's dead. To me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Portuguese yeah, midfielder. Right, Danny. We got a fee. Yeah. Did, 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 was there a fee in that rumor from today? I didn't get to see it. Yet. I haven't seen anything yet. No, no, not not a fee yet. It's just it is just a rumor at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question comes in from our guy Nuno Gabriel at Cati Valence. 
Um, he asks, thoughts about Inacio's performance overall, aside from scoring the goal, looks solid as usual, especially considering that technically, uh, that technically he was filling Seba's shoes since Neto was in his usual position. Beatriz, I'm going to pass that one off to you. What were your thoughts on on Inacio's overall uh, position? I think Inacio has proved himself to be a good player, an uh, essential player, and he has proved that he can fit well with the defense. And now that he has been po put on Kowati's shoes, he filled them perfectly uh, on the defense side and even on the offense because he actually made what Kowati has been doing in the last games and actually scored the winning goal. So I think it was a great game for him and a great time for him to show what it what is is worth behind all the defense lines and without Coates that has been a really good support system in the the whole team as a great captain over overall no yeah well said perfect i agree a thousand percent um next question same from from nuno gabriel as well uh, your thoughts on the first goal being disallowed? I don't think I saw any replay that showed the ball clearly crossing the sidelines unless I missed it. I'm going to leave that because I know we'll probably bring that up towards the when we talk more about the game. Um, but shout out to you, Nunu. Even, by the way, side note, Nunu actually caught up to all of our podcasts. <laughs> unreal. I bowed down to amazing, you. Amazing. Amazing. I bowed down to you, sir. Um, next question comes in from Marco Velozu at Marco Velozu 25 uh, he asks why Giovanni Cabral is not playing more time, especially this weekend. He could have uh, more playing time. I really liked Daniel Braganza. Good game. We are so close to the title. We almost need at least seven more wins. It's true. We do need seven more wins. Um, Christian uh, or, or Steph, I'll pass this one off to you. What were your thoughts on on Giovanni Cabral? I think it's it's got to be a question of. Um... Um, performance uh, in uh, throughout the week because uh, Ruben Amorim is, is a, uh, he gives a lot of attention uh, to detail uh, with what the, the players do throughout the week, and then he gives them the benefit of the doubt. If you get if you give it all in practice, then most likely you will start. And he wants he wants uh, someone on the pitch that 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 is thirsty that that's really you know, really wants to play 100%. And I don't think Giovanni Cabral is, is showing that. And it maybe it has a lot to do with the renewal of his contract, which was supposed to happen a few months ago, and he didn't yet. It's kind of lingering, and it bothers me too. And, you know, even Chris and Sam on the live podcast mentioned something very important. Uh, can he do 90 minutes? Uh, we Everyone is skeptical because every time he does 90 minutes, he gets injured. So he's one of those players that he's, he's awesome to come off off the bench. And uh, I think the maximum he can give is it's like a solid 45 minutes. But I don't see him doing 90 minutes, uh, and I hate to be so negative, but ever again. Uh, just because he gets injured so easily, and, and then we lose him for four, four games. So that's my take on it. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, next question. I'm going to ask all of you guys, um, but it's from our guy, Richard Neves at Richard uh, underscore N7. Um, he says, Dario Sugu is 16 playing pro soccer or pro football. Uh, what were you doing at 16 years old? My guy was literally uh, was a literal baby when Sporting lost the UEFA Cup and I feel old. Bia, what were you doing at 16? 
At 16, I was starting uh, high school on Lisbon and I was going alone. And imagine myself at 16 going alone to the big city since I'm from a little town near Lisbon. If I was nervous just going to get a bus and going to the underground, what a what a kid, it's, it's still a kid. What does the kid feel to go into a professional world of soccer with all these great players and these huge careers next to him? And I think he did great. Yeah, I agree. Damn, that's a better 16-year-old story than I was thinking. Sam, <laughs> you top that? <laughs> uh, well, for me, I hate to brag. It was only five years ago. But um, I, at the time, uh, I believe I had just met Steph on the PT Footy podcast. <laughs> Steph, Steph can correct me if wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was around five years ago. But other than that, I was I started my first job at uh, Primark on the weekends, but you know, nowhere close to what that, that guy's doing. And I'm super jealous. I've got to that age now where people are starting to become like good professional footballers at a young age. And like I know how my dad and my brother always used to say, but now I'm that old. It's nothing. <laughs> Steph, how about you, dude? When I was 16, actually, I, I just posted on uh, on the chat. I was coming to the USA. I was leaving Portugal. Oh, sick. I remember clearly, 18th of July, 1989. Um, I was crying because I had all my <laughs> friends in Portugal. And I didn't want to come to the US. The, the US. Uh, I even told my, my parents in Portuguese, Comerda, agora que vou para os Estados Unidos. It was a difficult time. I was uh, at the time in the Escola Secundaria de Ilha. I was playing handball uh, for the uh, club, the local club in, uh, in our hometown, Iliabul, which they known for basketball, but they did have a handball team at the time. I even played against Sporting, Porto, Benfica, and we lost each time anyway. Um, but yeah, it, that was a, a very sad time of my life, actually. But it worked out pretty good. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it worked out pretty good in the long run. So, yeah, my parents knew better than me. Yep. <laughs> How it typically is. Christian, these are actually some great stories, guys. Uh, yeah. I uh, I was a baller myself at 16 still. Not at the level that, that Daddy made, made it to. So, yeah, I was uh, playing for my high school team still. I was either sophomore or junior, 16. Playing for the high school team, working at the local grocery store. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. No professional debuts anywhere in sight. <laughs> yeah, I was coming off the bench for my high school team, working at Canadian Tire. Shout out Canadian Tire. Um, <laughs> next question from our from our good friend Lauren at Lauren Yano. Um, her uh, sorry one. She asks. Um, maximum points for March, still unbeaten, still 10 points clear, 10 big finals to go. Just keep focusing on ourselves. April will be huge. Sporting, Sporting, top of the league. Let's go, Lauren. Uh, again, from Nunu Gabriel, a uh, question for, for Beatrice. How did you find Sporting 160N and started following it? So, it may be a little strange since I'm Portuguese. I live in Portugal. I speak primarily Portuguese. And here I am talking, sporting in English. It may be strange, uh, but I actually already followed the, the account for some years. And when I entered my now masters, uh, the classes are at night. So I would leave my class, go on Twitter, and then some dudes were speaking 
sporting at this time. Oh, okay, let's check it out. So I started a ritual where you guys kept me company every night uh, since I finished classes late. So I worked all night long. So I'm in Portugal, but on like New York time zone. And I would uh, chat with you guys, I would interact, and it would be a company for me and a way to keep up with sporting, not on the normal time. That's that's a that's a real sporting issue right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that is a similar story to Lauren. I feel like who I feel like works late too and is always interacting with us when I'm on the account at like eleven o'clock <laughs> Eastern time, which is like four a.m. usually uh, <laughs> in Portugal. I'm like, let's go, guys are up, let's get it. <laughs> Fox. Um, next question comes in from, uh, from our boy, Matt Paiva at M Paiva seven. Um, he asks, been hearing rumors of Spartan interested in keeping João Mario on a permanent basis for a few, uh, for a fee around nine to 10 million. Do you feel he's warranted that price tag too much cheaper off uh, options? I'm on the fence about it. Beatrice, I'm going to ask you that, that question as well. What are your thoughts on that? I think uh, João Mario is a player that has a lot of experience. He has played on the Portuguese league. Uh, I, I think the last game was his 100th game in the Portuguese league. And yep. he has experience outside uh, when he went to Italy. So I think our team is doing so great because beside the young players that we have, we also have players that uh, give this experience and this knowledge and can balance a bit the team. And I think Romario is starting to be a key player. Not that he has to show himself every game and is not wonderful every game, but is consistent and it can give a backbone to the team. And I think it's essential to have a player with that uh, type of characteristics, uh, not... Uh, I don't know if for nine million, maybe if we could go down a little bit, but I think he he needs to to stay. I actually I actually agree with that too. Um, yeah, facts. Um, next question comes in from uh, Philip Jablonski from uh, from Poland at Philip J seventy seven. He asks, who do you think will be the next starlet to be brought uh, to the first team under Amurin's tutelage? Not counting guys who had already had their chance, Joelson at Edu Kurejma, for example, uh, but totally new acquisitions from either B team or juniors. Uh, I'll give that to everybody. I'm going to start. I don't know if if Bruno Paj is an option because he technically already has had his debut. Not from Amurin. Not exactly. That's why I'm going to throw him in because not from Amurin, and and we kind of need a putting a uh, replacement if he does actually end up breaking something if that's even possible for him getting injured because at this point who knows like Titanium. guys a tank guys a tank um yeah christian what do you what do you think what do you think mm. i mean it's tough because i feel like honestly Bruno Paz got is like so critical to that b team that is like ch honestly ch truthfully chasing promotion all these games are important for them uh so like they're he's they're not gonna lose him for because they played earlier in the day they're not gonna lose their key rock in the middle for him to come sit on the bench most likely the whole time for the a team so you know that's how you kind of end up in a situation where a 16 year old is actually getting in the game in the first place i feel like um so yeah i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna get i'm gonna give you guys a trick answer louise philippe 
Balling. <laughs> Balling on the B team. He scored a banging goal. Amory is going to bring him into the team, and he's going to come off the bench and score in, like, he's going to score in a month off the bench. Come back to this later. Bro, let's 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 worry about Paulinho scoring before we talk about Luis <laughs> scoring. <laughs> uh, Sam, what about you, dude? I'm not sure if you remember a few weeks ago when I said that the Hever- I think it's Everton or Everton. I really don't know how to pronounce it. I said he was going to be the next big thing, and then a day later, not even a day later, he got a contract extension out of nowhere. So I'm I'm staying with my boy. He, he's he's gonna he's gonna. I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he's a left back or on that side. Yeah. If Nuno Mendes does go, then slot right in. Obviously, there's the goat and tunes there, so he will have a lot of competition. But I reckon he, he's next. Not even Matheus Reis. He hasn't tunes. Thousand yeah, percent. Exactly. <laughs> Steph, uh, there's a couple of players. I don't know if you guys know them. That there's a guy called Shikulamba. Uh, he's pretty good at defense and also he's like a center back, right? Yes. Yes. And also Edson Silva. Uh, I mean, they, uh, you have Tumar Silva, you have uh, Nun Muraira. But those two, they caught my eye. I, I watched, I've been watching the B team uh, closely. We in second place. We might na- not make the cut for the playoffs to uh, to be promoted. Um, because Silva Amadora, we lost against them one nothing. Uh, so, but let's see. Um, this summer... I believe that Ruben and Mourinho will will test quite a few of these youngsters, and and um, it, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but Benfica is kind of in trouble, and it's kind of related to this. I link it together, just like in the court of law, link it together before you get in trouble by the judge. Um, but um, uh, a, a lot of the the youth in at Benfica don't want to renew with Benfica because George Jesus typically doesn't play the youth so so what's going on is we might gain a lot of youth from Bifica coming to sporting because they see that human and it does totally the opposite which is plays the youth so the parents in in lisbon or in, in portugal they don't really care that their son uh, their kids play in in sporting or, or porto Bifica. they want uh, them to play in a club where they will play, and they'll give them a better chance of showing themselves playing in the first team. And why? More exposure, uh, more the uh, the big clubs uh, throughout the Europe will see it, and potentially they'll have a big contract. Uh, contract. So, so by by Ruben Amorim doing what he did last time, putting the 16 years old for five minutes, which a lot of people, especially our rivals, made fun of it. That was a stroke of genius because it opened doors and he told the whole youth in Portugal, so getting post-sporting, you have a better chance than going to Befico Port. Uh, and and uh, let's see this summer. I, I foresee a few people staying in the A squad and a few people still remaining in the B squad. And we have the luxury of having a B squad and the under-23, which uh, which is good. Very true, very true. Bia, any uh, any other um, person that wasn't mentioned that you think can get a debut under Amurin? I think you mentioned great players. I like Sam's choice. Uh, he's been proving himself and yeah, I think he was called now to the Sporting B, but he was on uh, Sub-21. 
So it, this is a player that is building himself. He can show off the potential that he's got on, on the B team. And maybe Amorim will go get him. But also uh, Bruno Paz has been with Sporting for more than 10 years. And I think is a Sporting player. He has a heart of gold like Palinha. I see the same fire on him. So if he would go to the main team, I think that would be just uh, the worth all his work and all his dedication to the club all over the years. Facts. Uh, next, uh, I ha we have to rate uh, Lauren's predictions. Uh, and she said if I didn't bring this up, she would never forgive me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how well you guys can see this on the screen. Uh, yeah, any sure. any, fir any first-hand thoughts? There's there's a, a certain scoreline where I want to get into, uh, but it's not here yet. But she has us beating Mureres 3-1. She has Porto winning their game. Befica obviously beating Maritimo. Ferenc Braga somehow tying. Passage tying with Befica down there. Um, what does she have? Uh, us beating Ferenc, us beating Familikel. Yeah, I'm okay uh, with 25 and 26 so far. 28, she has us beating the fake Billionaires 7 0. Again. Uh, again. I, Lauren, again. I just want to remember. <laughs> I just want to, again, yeah. No, last time it was 8 1, I think. 8 1. I just want to remind time. Lauren, though. Um, uh, we, we beat them, but barely. And they could have basically beat us. So I don't know about this 7 nothing, but I like it, anyways. Love the confidence. Um, she has she has Gimene stealing points from Porto. What else is here? She has us beating Braga one nothing. You know, listen. Uh, I think uh, if this all if that plans out as uh, yeah, it sounds as expected, good to me. Sounds good, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and last question comes in from our boy uh, Sam uh, underscore Sam nineteen oh six. He asks thoughts on lens player Mice Crotum. That we're linked to. I don't know if anybody <laughs> here has. What is it? Mize is corn, right? What is? It? Am I getting trolled? Yeah. Did I get trolled? What is that? Yeah. What does that mean? Mize scrotum. Well, you said it with your chest and everything. He gave it a proper pronunciation. I was like mice scrotum, bro. <laughs> oh, you're such a good buddy. Dead. Fuck, you got me, bro. Um, <laughs> I think there's just a few more here somewhere. Um, just from our guy Ryan, Ryan SCP at Ryan Workplay. Um, he asks, do you guys think Paulinho should start next game or come off the bench? He needs minutes to gain confidence because he's lacking right now. Uh, Bia, what do you think about uh, Paulinho? My relationship with Paulinho, I think it's on the same level that Sam's with Tete. <laughs> I don't I don't really trust Pauling. I think uh, okay in Braga he had potential he showed himself but I think it was too expensive for his age and I think that we are bringing so much youth and so much potential from the academy, from our academy that my relationship with Pauling is a bit uh, sketchy so I think he should get a few more minutes because he can't. He comes from the injury and he needs more confidence. But slow and steady. <laughs> True. True. Uh, and last one: uh, Should we keep the new system with three midfielders, Bragança, João, Mario, and Palinha? We looked a lot better with the ball and more control in the midfield. Uh, 
Sam, take it away, dude. Uh, I I thought we'd get into it, but I thought we did play better with with that three. I think John Mario in that in that sort of position gets to do a lot more and doesn't have have to everything goes through him, which I think is is better. But I think we were sort of stuck for options. But I mean, our next game against Morients, and I feel like they'll play a pretty high line and and part the bus, but um. I think we'll have to change it back to what we usually do. But I, if we can keep, if we can keep it, I'll be happy. But um, Amarim knows what he's doing, regardless. Yeah, that's a fact. That's the end of our questions. Thanks everybody for sending in the questions, Steph. I'm going to pass it off to you because uh, you got to put our guest through the hot seat. Okay, uh, you you can put you kind of put me on the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought we went over this. Both on the hot seat. I, I know, I know. Uh, so, Beatriz, so um, uh, how did how did you become a uh, Sportingista? That's a simple question. Oh, that in this house, are you a Sporting fan, or you find another house? So, it's <laughs> as much Portuguese as it can be. But my dad's from Sporting. My mom doesn't really. Uh, give much attention to, to football but I was brought up in a sporting household not crazy about it so the green hair is a little bit too much for them <laughs> but uh, it was always uh, sporting and going to the stadium having that all culture related to sports and watching football together okay great great uh, next question your most uh, uh... Like uh, the most memorable day, uh, game that you, you ever watched live at the Stade Zavalat? Oh, so, so many games. I, I started going actually to the stadium uh, close to the end of 2013. And I started going more regularly 2014-15 season. Uh, then I got my uh, tickets, my game box since 2016 until last year that uh, we had to stop but maybe one of the most and sad memory but one of the most memorable games was against Benfica when Brian just I don't know I, I was right on top of that go uh, that goal and I saw it go up and my dreams were shattered <laughs> on the game it's the worst memory ever, but it's the most memorable one because I was there and it's such an impactful moment on not only a game, but an entire season that it's like, how do you forget that? <laughs> I still shake when I think about that game. It's sad and we had a great season, but it happened. Yeah, that was 2015-16, uh, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's done. Uh, that's going to be Fika. Won every single game until the end, amazingly. Um, <laughs> I know. Let's. <laughs> um, your most uh, favorite player from this season or ever? It could be both, actually. Okay. Um, I think ever. I really like. Uh, this is not going to be a famous uh, choice, but I really like Francisco Giraldo. I think is very clever, uh, is more of a tactical player, not a physical one. And I'm I'm sad when I see the 
the team not investing on him and now he's not on Sporting, but I still believe in a bright future for him. Now I think he's studying to be a coach and I see that he has a lot of capability in terms of intelligence and tactical to have a great future in that course. And in this season, this season maybe maybe Poru because how much it made me question my initial judgment. I was really bad to Poru and I I have to say sorry each game I see him play, but it really changed my mind on his pre- on overall his presentation. Okay, um, you follow modalities. I try my best, yeah. What's your favorite one? I really like, personally, I like hockey uh, because I used to um, I used to do um, classical skating. So I really like and I have that connection with hockey. hockey. Uh, I also really like handball. Uh, it's a thing that I can get into. Uh, my dad used to play basketball, so I'm slowly getting into basketball with Sporting now, having the team all with the, those two years. But I think Okim, I it needs to be my favorite one. So your favorite player from Okim Patins, Girano Conta. Oh no, that, that's not that's not fair. That's not fair. I think he's one of the not only Sporting but one of the most. Uh, Portuguese player than hockey players now the goalie of all time. I think he has great cap- capabilities. Is really good player. He has shown himself many times. Okay, so last question. This one is a tough one. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so now you, uh, Ruben Emuri is not the coach today. You are the coach. Uh, give me the star eleven against the Mudeirense, which is on uh, the third or the fourth of April. Okay, so, so I need to start with weather. Ada has been a key player. I really like Max, but unfortunately Ada has been so great with his position that sometimes you can't ruin with perfection. So keeping Ada, uh, maybe Coates, Inacio and Fedal, although Fedal in the game against... Uh, Santa Clara got me a little troubled with uh, that goal that he conceded. Uh, I like, again, the João Mário, Daniel Bragança and Palinha option. I think they showed a lot of strength. And what um, what Ruben said in the last press conference, that it's more, it's more efficient to stop the, the attacks and it's a good team to to build on the back. And then, what am I missing? Yeah, Adan, Inácio, Coates, Fedal, João Palini, João Mário, and uh, Daniel Bergança. So you're missing the left and the right fullback. So Porro needs, needs to be there, for sure. Um, maybe, I, I'll say Pedro Gonçalves, Pot. 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 And then Titi. I can't. I, I like Titi too much to, to leave it behind. And I'm missing one? Yeah. Lateral esquerdo. Oh. É, é óbvio, não é? O lateral esquerdo. 
é o nosso menino do, do momento. But I don't know if I want to... There's a couple options. Yeah, that's a couple. That's a couple. Yeah. There's I'm a couple. Doing... We, we don't doing... know if one's going to be back yet in time because of his illness or not, but he is an option. I like Antunes very much. <laughs> very much. I think Antunes has that capability of being a more laid-back player and uh, he can observe a situation. So maybe <laughs> maybe Antunes. I think Nunes... Give I've had rest, more options. Yeah. I've had more uh, time to play than Antunes. Antunes, so no Nuno no Mendes? No. Nah. I need Nuno Mendes needs to sit rest. a few games. I Relax. think Antunes needs to, to step up more. Okay. Welcome on this pod anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I must say that Nuno Mendes... Uh, <laughs> Only Real Madrid. He's gonna play three straight games. He's gonna play three straight games for the national team. He's gonna be a little tired. He's played yeah, all season. Yeah. Give that's him one point. game, you know. That's that's a good point, actually. <laughs> uh that's all I got, guys. Unless you have any questions for Beatrice. I'll ask I'll ask one. Um you mentioned it earlier. What inspired the uh the hair? So I've been uh, on the arts fields for most of my life and painting my uh, my hair was always a dream of mine. And then I started going to the stadium. And when I started painting my hair, it was like, oh, I got these crazy colors, but then I go to the stadium and everything is green. So what's the point of me going to the stadium with other hair without not being green so I started painting green and it's been almost seven years now so I'm the green crazy lady on the central everyone knows me even if they don't talk to me they know I'm there because my head is really easy to spot so it's more of a trademark by now than uh, just a curiosity that's way gone fair enough fair enough Sam or Christian do you guys have any questions uh, I was going to ask one. Uh, me and Chris have our fair collection of uh, sporting shirts. I think Chris is, has got m many more than mine. But um, what's your favourite all-time sporting shirt? I have uh, my collection. I think it's pretty big. Uh, I have between uh, nine and ten official shirts. Uh, I try to buy one each season since uh, two thousand and twelve. I have uh, some older, like 2005, 2006, uh, but the one that is my, my favorite, but I don't have it. I'm still hunting it down. It's the 98 season. I think it's it's a beauty and I need to have it. Fair enough. No, that, I, I do like that one as well, actually. My personal favorite is the purple one, just because it was something we haven't done in a while. And I really miss that show, actually. But, um... Yeah, Chris, did you have a, a question to ask? Uh, sure. I'll ask a I'll ask a a question uh, about our our less sporting related, more general. Um, I know you've been to the United States. I don't know if you've been to Canada or England, but uh, if you have, tell us about your experiences in in those places. So I've been in England and in the United States. I had a trip to Canada, but COVID got the best of me. Uh, <laughs> so I had to cancel missing that out. whole road trip. <laughs> I had a road trip all planned. Uh, but 
certainly when I go there, I think that, uh, especially in America, it's like a dream. Everyone wants to go to America. But when I do go there, I feel so lucky to live in Portugal. I love mm -hmm. Portugal even more. Uh, it's like an appreciation, a certain appreciation. And in England, it's it's a weather. It's it's just the weather. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't compare at all because <laughs> California, it's close, but uh, the weather in England is it's not the best. Yeah, and the prices are super high too, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I mean the fucking oyster card cost me like forty three pounds. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know what that means? It's like sixty bucks Canadian. Yeah, I can't lie. It's oh, not yeah. right here at all. <laughs> Same in that category. Living in metro NYC area, it's expensive. Everything's expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive for me too, especially because I have a baby kista wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> she spends all my money, so. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right. I, is that it? Is that it? Or is Beatrice officially off the hot seat? She is. Yep. All right. right. <laughs> you know, let's not you know abuse it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the uh, Guimarães game. Uh, Sporting, of course, won one nothing over the weekend. Uh, this was the eleven as follows. We had Adan in net with Fadal, Inacio and net with the back line with Nunu Minj and Poru at the wing-back positions. We had João Pelinha, João Mario, and Daniel Bregança in the midfield with Pot and Tiago Tomaj up top. Of course, uh, substitutions of Paulinho, uh, Tabata, uh, Dario, Matheus Reis, and Jovan Cabral. Um, fun fact, just, just a quick little side note, uh, Miguel Luiz is alive and well. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did see him feature uh, on the game uh, Saturday. Uh, Beatriz, what are your thoughts on this game, and how did you see the uh, one nothing? Before we, before Beatriz Sorry. goes, I am dying at Jeffrey's comment, the most recent <laughs> comment. I, that is too good, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to respond to him. To be fair. <laughs> what, you don't think the quintal is nice, bro? Let, 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 let you don't think the quintal is nice, bro? It's not, it's not like there's snow or anything anymore. It looks like a, I feel like that looks like everyone's backyard in Toronto. A, <laughs> I retweeted a pic from someone who sent one in of the, them watching the game this weekend, and their background, their backyard looked exactly like your backyard. So everyone in Toronto has know, the, the same backyard. joints were up, and like you know, they're being planted there. <laughs> The summer, man. It's too cold now. It looks like a ungelneiro, <laughs> Yo, you guys are you guys are offending my dad more than anything, bro. You guys spend time out here. <laughs> you want me to call for none right now? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Via, what were your thoughts on this game? Seeing as everybody decides to roast me today, <laughs> I think uh, it was a very good first half, and the second half things got a little more diluted. But it was good uh, to put uh, the new players and the the star of the show, the 16-year-old prodigy. Uh, but the very first uh, good half on the offensive, uh, very good, uh, uh, very good opportunities to score. And even we got Tromario try to score a really beautiful, uh, really beautiful kick. We had uh, pots trying, but not not that so much luck. But it was overall a good game, and I think better than much of the the last ones. More dynamic. 
Agreed. Agreed. How about you, Steph? Yeah, pretty much the same as Beatrice. I'll piggyback off what she said. Uh, the first half we dominated. Uh, Guimarães really didn't do much uh, aside from the corner kick, which resulted into uh, the, the, first, the first great play from, uh, from uh, the, uh, all his dangerous um, Edwards. Uh, and Adan, once again, saved the day. Uh, and then off the corner kick, we got lucky again, but that's part of the game. But besides that, Guimarães didn't do much at all in the first half. We could have uh, we could have gone to the first half up by three three nothing. I can recall some really good chances of goal that uh, we missed. But Utete, Uzomario, like Beatrice said, uh, we we could have been three nothing easily or three one. Let's give them a goal because they they would have deserved to score once at least. In the second half, since Kimmerings, and that's what people don't understand, especially Befikises and Portices. Uh, when when Gimarens was losing, they have no choice. They have to attack. So the uh, the the coach of Gimarens, Uzon uh, Riks, which is uh, a very good coach, he, he realized he had to change the tactics, and uh, Gimarens uh, attacked more, uh, which is it's it's more than normal. You see that in every game, Porto against Portimonense, they struggle to win. Uh, Benfica against Braga, even though they won two nothing. Uh, Braga was down with 10 players most of the game or the second half, and uh, they Gimer uh, Braga could have scored. So it happens to every team. Uh, but Guimarães did play better in the second half. But surprisingly, the best chances of goal for Guimarães, they were in the first half, not in the second half, because we know how to defend. When we up by one nothing or even 2 nothing, it's really hard for teams to score against Sporting. That's why we have the best defense in Portugal, only 11 goals suffered. Um, so uh, overall, we deserve to win, no doubts about that. Much better game, like Beatriz said, than the other two uh, against uh, Tundela and Santa Clara. Uh, Sporting, I think uh, they're listening to our coach, which is key for success, and he knows how to motivate them. And uh, the most important game now is El Mureirense, and let's prepare for that game. And, uh, you know, we, we just uh, need seven more wins, and we'll be champ champions of Portugal. But game by game, of course. Facts. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts, dude? Um, I thought, much to the surprise of no one, that in the second half we were a lot worse than we have been in the first. I think that's happened quite a few times this season. I don't know what it is. As soon as they get back out after that um, halftime break, I, I, it's like they lose concentration, I think, or they're just they're tired. They played a lot this season. Um, but uh, everyone got on me on Twitter when Thiago Thomas scored that goal. So I was disappointed it was ruled out, but I was also like not disappointed they got ruled out because everyone was quoting my tweet saying Thiago Thomas would score. But to to be fair to the kid, he played. He, that was probably one of his best games. He he was fantastic. I, I can't fault his performance. He was one of the best players in the pitch. I think Polina for me was still um, still the best player. But I'll give Thiago Thomas credit where it's due. Um, in terms of pot, I think he did have a bad game, but I think he also did a few things well. Um, that Thiago, Thiago Thomas goal, which was ruled out, he got the assist, I believe. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but. Um, there were, it was just his finishing, really, that I thought was was poor. And I think after he hit the bar, his confidence went down a bit. But um, as well, I thought Adan in there when they had that corner, and they nearly scored. He sort of like flopped to the floor. I thought that was really questionable. And there were times of this game where I thought Adan was a bit shaky. 
But um, in a game without Coates, our captain, I, I thought it was it was a good performance. Um, I would have liked to score maybe two or three, but you know, three points to three points. Um, in terms of the whole game, though, I thought Gimaraes played. Um, they didn't have that much to do, like Steph said. They only had that a uh, handful of chances. We dominated possession, but um, I would like to see us play a bit more comfortable. But um, like I said, for me, three points to three points, and we need to step up in the second half in the future, I think. I agree. I, I just want to say, if Tiak Tumash did something with that little black back heel that he did, dude, I would Bro, have you apologizing I, to Tiak Tumash for at least 40 I, minutes. I, I, I fully would. That was fat. I, I literally thought that was like going top corner, and I was like, I was, no. I had, I had your at ready, bro. I was ready to talk. <laughs> so did half the sport. You're lucky. Twitter when he scored. <laughs> uh, my phone was blowing up, man. <laughs> but I fully understand why Ruben Amorim plays him all the time. He's annoying to the de defenders. He he's is. Just, he doesn't give. He's always on top of them, and that's that's awesome. I love that. He's like, uh, you know, when you're trying to sleep at night and a mosquito just keeps going by your ear? He's one of those. You know, he's. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. In the United States, we don't have that kind of problem. I, I mean, in Canada, it's too cold for mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where uh, you live, bro. The next to chickens, fishing. apparently. Yeah, you. Hey, man. Got to get one with the earth, you know? I have, a, I have a buddy, side note, I have a buddy that's living in Calgary. That actually has a whole farm of chickens, and I want to live just like him. But anyways, that's a side Ask note. Saskatchewan, man. Saskatchewan, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about this game, Christian? Yeah, I, I agree with, with everyone so far. I guess I'll add that um, I feel like this formation, if playing three at the back with three midfielders, the only way that that works is if you have, like, just – absolute and astounding levels of trust in your wingbacks and we have the luxury of being able to do that because our wingbacks are just up and down the touchline all game tireless both good defensively both like dynamic offensively it's it's crazy so honestly as long as they're both in it has to i think it, honestly i think it has to be nunu men's and porto at the same time um, I think this formation can work definitely in certain specific situations, but like, I don't think they can keep doing it regularly because just because of that, like it's going to burn, burn them out even more than the current system already does. Cause you're like sacrificing the wingers and just going with like two roving forwards, um, which like Pedro Gonzalez is like, he's not really a traditional winger. He's kind of like a roving winger to begin with. Anyways, that's why this formation kind of suits him well too. Um, yeah, uh, I think Bolingu in the two midfielder system as the target man is his probably the best situation to get the best out of him with like an informed Nunu sense, just like serving balls into him. But I, I think that the conversation that we had on the pod like a couple weeks ago about like has Nunu sense been so out of form that like he should lose his spot? I think it's like potentially time to have the same conversation about Pot. Because it's been like multiple games now where he really hasn't performed that great. He he missed a great chance. And maybe if he scores that chance, we think about his performance a little bit differently. Um, but he didn't. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess this applied to Tiago Tomas a little bit in the last game, right? You don't, you don't, you don't, you only, they only, we only forgive you if it goes in. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think he's been like pretty sus to be honest. And if they're going to do this formation again, you truthfully can play Thiago Dumas and Polino at the same time as just like the two forwards, maybe, um, which wouldn't really be an option in, uh, in the other system. But yeah, I, I think that he's probably not going to bench Pedro Gonzalez, but maybe this break, maybe get some form planned for the under 21s or something against some, some lower level competition or something, score a couple goals, get, get his confidence back up or something. Cause he needs, he needs a little something, you know? Uh, facts. And I actually agree. I think the only silver lining the pot is that he's at least getting himself in the position to almost score at least. Cause he always has at least a half chance during a game. He had, that, he had the um, great touch too. And then he just, the yeah. shot wasn't great. Like was he, trash. Yes, this was, this was of the last like three or four, this was the best. But like I've we've seen him we've seen him you know bang him in bro like he's gonna lose his top scoring spot man if he keeps if he keeps slacking. Uh, Seferovic is only two back now, right? And he hasn't one, scored only in like one, a month. Only, only one, back one. only one. Yeah, he and he hasn't two. scored in like a month, right? So he's in trouble there too. So, Uport, mm-hmm. he's got fifteen, and Usferovic uh, he's got fourteen. Yeah. And uh, but and honestly, I think Pot just hasn't been uh, dropped yet because Tabata hasn't really shown anything when coming on, and he, he Jovan has either. Too, like, but he's not consistent. Yeah, exactly. But I I a thousand percent agree with that rhetoric. Uh, the only thing I want to add before going on to certain like key moments of this game is, uh, and I I I fucking love Juan Palinga. Like the in the twenty second minute, the guy wins a tackle and celebrates it like he scored a goal. Yeah. Like that's the he type won, of mentality like, that I've been. He, he won so many tackles again, dude. He was, he was all over the midfield, yeah. all over. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slut for a good uh, center defensive <laughs> mid. You know, like we've been, we've been I, I, lucky enough for Sparting. Like, like we've been, uh, you know, we've had some some really good CDMs over the years. Uh, and Padinga is just is is just adding on to that list. And he stays with Sparting another year or two. And I, I say he's like one of the best we've ever had. On top of you know the 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 Ratu who shall not be named. That I've also loved, but Padinga has just been unreal. Maybe his passing ability isn't as good as Williams, for example. But I mean, the guy still had a laser shot. It went a bit wide, but the guy's like Yo, screaming for Palinga, a goal. Palinga's got to have better finishing than William, though. A hundred percent. Every William misses penalties. Yo, every William shot would go forty yards over the bar. Every single one, dude. Palinga's. Some of them go over, but they're close, and some of them are like almost bangers. Like mm-hmm. there's a banger incoming, and William like would was just never able to score the banger no. ever, you know, and or even really come close. Yeah, but his vision was unreal. Like I'll give mm-hmm. him that. But mm-hmm. aside from that, anyways, I'm complimenting him too much. <laughs> um, we'll go on to the game. Uh, of course, the key moment, as Nunu mentioned earlier, the potential uh, out of bounds goal. Uh, basically, a few angles you can see maybe the ball going out, maybe not fully going out. Uh, B, I'll, I'll pass it off to you first. What are your thoughts? Should we should we have won this game 2-0? I think that um, there's no concrete images. There's no actual proof because the images are too... It's too hard to tell. And uh, I do believe that it did cross the sideline, but uh, I think the rule states that when there's not enough... Uh, uh, reinsurance or enough certainty, the referee needs to give uh, priority to the attack. So, following the rules without the certainty, 
it should have been goal, but the decision is made and I actually prefer to win just with one goal that is certain and it's clean than to have all those people like all the other fans going after oh you need some help to win games so you need some uh the sort no we can win without any type of luck and with clean game with clean uh, goals so i think it it went all right could have been worse agreed agreed how about you uh steph well, I, I agree with everything with Beatrice uh, said, uh, but I've got to say something. The the other friends, they still complain about Ines' goal. So, yep, I was about to mention that uh, after yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> they still complain. Uh, so I, I would take the goal, and Beatrice is totally, totally correct, 100% correct. When in doubt, the VAR has to honor the goal. They shouldn't have canceled the goal because they were in doubt. They were not certain 100% that the ball actually crossed the sideline. But so the question is, is Fosso Benfica? Is Fosso Porto? Would they cancel that goal? That's the question that us fans, Sportingistas, we have to ask ourselves. Se Fosso Benfica cancelava um golo? Se Fosso Porto cancelava um golo? Uma merda. Uma merda. We know the answer. So. Yeah. <laughs> And that's and that's the problem, and that's why it's hard to swallow how easy it is to cancel goals for Sporting. Yeah. But you wouldn't need the goal regardless. Um, we won. Uh, but they tried even to cancel Inácio's goal. But the VAR, uh, I mean, that shit is in slow motion, and they have 16 different cameras, 16 different angles. They, they had to get it right. But I was very skeptical, very skeptical. I was like, they're going to cancel the goddamn goal, and it's not an offside. Even Uvidigal, he was a commentator in Sporting TV, he was saying, no, it's not legal. And I'm like, but they honored the goal, and I was very happy, and that was the winning goal. So, uh, But they shouldn't have canceled that goal at all, because they were in doubt. Uh, and they, even the Journal Record of you you show they all said that the, the, the VAR was in doubt. Yeah, true. Over. How about you, Christian? How about you, Christian? Yeah, there's no image that I saw that was conclusive enough to overturn it. Um, so I'd love to see what the VAR was looking at that was conclusive enough to them. Um, and honestly, I thought that yesterday. And then today, I saw... If you, I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was Man City Liverpool a year or two ago. A ball on the goal line, which they actually had. We're talking goal line technology versus just camera angles here. But when you see the camera angle versus the VAR, the V, the, the oh, I mean the goal line technology. It's like the ball is like fucking yeah. one <laughs> millimeter from cr fully crossing the goal line, and then you look at the camera angle, and it's like, it's like. You can't tell. You can't tell. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm only pulling up this yeah. photo here because that's like the best photo we kind of have. Shout out to Sam. Uh, if anything, that, that that convinces me that it's in, right? Can't if you tell. zoom in, oh. if you zoom in, though, it looks like the ball is yeah. out. If if you if you go on your on the for the group chat, Chris, and yeah. how about in, this? It does look like that. It's work. Out. Yeah, you can sort of see it is it is out from that angle. From and yeah. that's that's why I think it was it was rightly called off. And but like like Beatrice said, if if that goes in, then you have Benfica Porto fans saying, "Oh, you need help, you need help." And they're still saying it now. They'll say it about any goal. So 
Like you know, it it's it was. You think that, you think that that's you think it's green between the ball and the and the white line? I I see a little bit of green. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not mad at this being called. Yeah, but you can. I but do you think it's. In theory, it's, it's though, like one of those you things, could be able. Like to, those... You could see go some ahead, go green, ahead. right? Even if the ball was still in, right? So in True. theory. It's one of those things that, like we mentioned, even with some of the offsides, like if you don't have the exact angle on it, like we don't have yeah. that forward facing sort of camera on it, that it's kind of hard to tell. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, so I'm not too mad at it, at them calling it. I mean, but you know, it, you know, it is you know, what it you know, is, but you know what you just got, what you guys just did? You sounded like he had doubts. All of you. So there it is. So, so that's how. All of you, every single one said, oh, maybe this, maybe that. Maybe. Yeah. It's called having a doubt. So then he shouldn't have been canceled. And the no, other no. angle that they showed, too, from behind him, you can't really tell anything at all. A shitty image. A shitty it, one. It's just, it's it's lovely that they, that VAR at least works when it comes to Spartan scoring a goal, you know? There's certain <laughs> other teams, you know, they yeah. dive on the floor for a penalty last week and Nava, you know? But it is what it is. Um... Going on to the second goal, I mean, Steph already mentioned, or Sam, I haven't even fully asked you. So you're of the opinion, I'm assuming this should have, this was rightly called, right? Yeah, for me, I, I, I personally don't think there's a doubt that's out, but I, I do get what you're saying. But um, I, I, I think that ball's out. Fair enough. And uh, let's go on to our goal. Is there any sort of offside, any sort of foul on winning the header, Sam? What do you think? No, it was clean to me. I'm not going to lie. At first, I definitely thought it was either a foul or offside. But then when you looked at that replay, it all seemed clear, clean to me. Um, I, there's there's nothing in that that makes me think, oh, that should have been ruled out. Because it looks like, to me anyway, the two Gimarage players sort of clash into each other. And that's what caused that little mix-up in the middle. And there's no sort of offside there. So I think for me, it's that's 100% clean. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Bia, do you have the same opinion? Exactly the same opinion in the beginning. It seemed a little bit uh, weird because it all moved so fast and it was a lot of plays in that one that one goal. But when uh, watching it all through VAR, it's a clear, clean as it can be. No doubts. Yeah, I agree. Steph, you... You already mentioned that you're you're glad it was a clear that the goal was validated, um, so you off, off, obviously agree that it's clean. Uh, Christian, any sort of altering opinion here? I don't think so, though. But no, no. I at first I thought maybe Fidal, who who was the one who didn't head the ball but still went for it, could have been off. Um, but he was on too, so everyone's on, and that is. Did that go down as a Polina assist? Because. It's very close, but I don't it think. Did, yeah. I think it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. All right, that is good for him because that is definitely sus. Because I'm pretty sure the defender heads it, but it's close. Too tough to tell. I didn't know if they ended up giving it to him or not. So, all right, good for our boy. He got the assist, and uh, yeah, it's a clean goal. Agreed. I'm trying to think of any more uh, actions that I had in the game uh, to talk about. Uh, we sort of mentioned. Um, Paulinho, anything you guys can think of that I'm not thinking of? That Paulinho miss, maybe at the end. I mean, it was it was nearly yeah. full time, but like that was. Bad. I thought it was going in, like just before, obviously before it left his boot. I was like, "There's no way this isn't going." It was going to go top corner, and it literally went straight into orbit. And I was like, "For fuck's <laughs> sake, man!" 
<laughs> makes it harder and harder to, to defend the guy. But um, I think I know we talked about a little bit about it earlier, but I do reckon he will get into that form. You know, he just come off an injury, a new team, a new club, a new tactic. I mean, I think he, hopefully he'll start to kick on and or he'll join the Thiago Tomas sl- slander club. It will be Thiago Thomas and Paulinho. The slander for him is going to be a lot worse if it keeps going on like this. We can excuse this because he's rusty. He hasn't played in a month. But, bro, like, you can't keep doing that if, forever. If that's nil-nil and he does that. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, he, he will not recover from that. Thiago Thomas didn't cost $13 million. Thiago Thomas yeah. is <laughs> free, baby. <laughs> Uh, sort of to juice box the, I'll mention this earlier. I'll ask all of you guys. Uh, I mean, over or under two goals from Paulinho until now or the end of the season. I'll even, I'll bump it up to five because I think he's going to get two. That's a stretch. Five and a half is the over under we're taking. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'll go with under five. Under. Under. Like how about set it at two and a half. That's honestly two and a half. Over. Over. Over Over five as well. I'll say four goals. Four goals? I reckon yeah. five. I reckon he'll get there. I reckon he'll score at least two in one game, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. We, we still have ten games left. Even yes. if we win, I mean, even if we win in seven, that last, if hopefully, let's knock on wood here. If <laughs> There's got to be a seven, game. There's got to be a stat-boosting game one of these games. And they're going mean, to win every Lauren, game one nothing. <laughs> Lauren has us beating Bolinistad 7 nothing. Okay. I'm sure he'll get five goals <laughs> there. You know what I mean? Stat-booster <laughs> against Bolinistad. <laughs> He's saving you know? himself. He's saving himself for Braga. Yeah, that would be the nice one. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, is David on today? No. David? Oh no, I don't yeah. think. I think he's. I think he's still drinking. He might be a little hungover it's from the morning. Losses. Did you see him singing inside the truck, driving yeah. the truck? Yep. Yeah. Demise, man. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know Braga, uh, Braga fans even sung that, bro. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I think he's the only one because most of them uh, they, they, uh, they're part time. They're part time. They break it in simplifications. You're right about that. Um, guys, man of the match. I'm gonna. I, mine is. I think obvious. I'm, I already mentioned it. Juan Pedinga. I love the guy. Uh, I want him to have my babies if it was possible. Oh. Um, <laughs> and of course, my internet it, cuts off just as I say that. He's taken. Am I back yet? You're back. Bro, it's so sus they cut him off. <laughs> Am I back? Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying, bro. So sus they cut me off. <laughs> uh, Bia, man of the match. I think it needs to be Pelinha. Uh, he plays every game with so much dedication and he shows that he not only plays as a professional player, but he loves the club and he goes that extra mile. And that's what I like to see on my players and what I always said when I support the youth coming from inside the, the formation. So I think he's a great player and he really showed what he's worth. Facts. Uh, Steph? Inacio. No, 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 but said it. Inacio, yeah, I mean, he basically made us forget about quads for that game. Uh, if he plays yeah. quads quite well and he scored the winner, Inacio, and even though he wasn't called for the under 21 and the 18, because uh, Fernand sent he had a second chance to redeem himself and he still called net. <laughs> I'm happy for net because he's one of our players and he's he prefers experience over youth and the future. Mr. Inacio, 
o Inácio é aquele, aquela máquina. Agreed. And I just want a, 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 a quick little side note because of your last podcast on Inácio being a CDM. Maybe because his – I wasn't convinced when you guys first said it, but his passing this game, unreal. So I'm actually – I'm actually more leaning towards that. I, I kind of agree. I think it was you, Sam, that said it. Um, but anyway, Sam, who's your man of the match? You know how I usually want to go like the, the opposite route to everyone else, but I think that means for me, I would if I were to do that, I'd probably have to Mars, let's go. So I'm not sticking with Pelinha. I'm sticking. How about you, Chris? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite route. I'm gonna take the Sam route this week. So. So basically, in the same logic of Inasiu perfectly filled in for Kawats with his distribution and everything, Netu filled in for Inasiu excellently, <laughs> seamlessly filled in. Yeah, he did. Wasn't a liability. Got a booking for honestly no reason. That's a good Netu game right there. Got called up. That's why I got True. the jersey hanging. <laughs> Netu, man of the match. <laughs> And on that too, we might as well mention, as it was mentioned, he has been called up uh, in replacement of injured Pep. Um, I mean, Steph. I mean, you've you've sort of mentioned it. You think Inasi should have got called up instead of him? At least, at least to the under twenty one team, without a doubt, he deserves that. I don't know why Rui George didn't call him. I yeah. think it was, I think it was a bad move by Rui George, a brain fart. Uh, because the under twenty one, you're supposed to call the best, the best players uh, at the moment. And Inácio is one of the best players at the moment. He should have been at least called for the under-21. Uh, and uh, Fernand Sanchez should have promoted someone from the under-21 to the A squad. But, and also, un treinador de nivel 4, what the fuck do I know? As <laughs> un <laughs> fraud. So, eu e o Ruben Amorim, carag. Somos frauds, carag. Um, Bia, what are your thoughts on on, Nunu, on um, Netu getting called up? I think he's a strong player, but my only issue with the whole situation is not why he was called, but because he was called. I really don't believe the sudden Pep's injuries. Uh, I know he only played the first half in the last Porto game, but I do believe that this is more of a... Uh, a strategy for Porto to preserve Pepe since he's not in his youngest days and he has been a key and fundamental player in the champions and now Porto to be realistic the only thing that they have to do in terms of games and achievements this season it's champions the only thing that only depends on themselves so in the league they depend on sporting losing but in the champions they need to show themselves and they're only reliable on them. So I do believe that this sudden decision comes in the sense of preserving Pep for champions and not putting him at risk or at any more exposure. Oh, Vlad, grand yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a conspiracy. If he, if he, let's just say he's out for, like, he has, like, a week-long injury. It's like, maybe he's not fit to play Azerbaijan on Wednesday, but He's probably fit to play Serbia on Saturday and Luxembourg the following Tuesday. He could play probably two of those three games, but like, it is a good excuse to get him out of all three, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's a very good excuse to get him all, out of all three because he probably would have started and played probably you, you, most of them. Most of those games. If he started, he would have played the whole game, right? So, 
You could take you 180 could. minutes off his legs. I, I, I kind of agree with Beatriz. I didn't think about it like that. But uh, when they said that a Mulza Muscular, it smelled like bullshit. <laughs> well, he came yeah. out of the he game. He got too, off, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it's like so I believe like there's something. There's yeah. a niggle there, but whether yeah. it's enough to take him out for it, like Christian was saying, two weeks, I don't know. Yeah, it may be something, it, it, but it, not that serious. Yes, yeah, yeah. If he was, <laughs> if Porto was playing Chelsea, you think he would have left? If Porto wasn't playing Chelsea. If they were no, playing Chelsea that game instead of a Portimonense, if it was oh, Chelsea. Oh. 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 Ah. Yeah. I can start to tell. He did seem uh. like he was in pain. And they about, do need to win every this? game. If was it 0 0 at the point or was it 1 nothing? I can't remember now. I think it was still 0 0. This is a better question. If the yeah. game Wednesday was Porto Chelsea instead of Portugal Azerbaijan, would he play? Yes, certainly. On Wednesday, yeah, you <laughs> on would, Wednesday, uh, you know, uh, it's like a Champions League night, you know. Quick, <laughs> spray I mean, that saved uh, Polina's arm from breaking. So yes, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mended bones, crazy. <laughs> I, I, I already ordered a box. <laughs> um, yeah, any thoughts on this, Sam? Did, do you think Inasi also got snuck? I personally, I don't. I think this was the right decision. Take Natu. Let let Inasi chill out in Lisbon. Enjoy the sun. Yeah, I mean, I can I can hundred percent see why Inasi wasn't picked. He's still young. He's not got that. Um, I don't think he's ready for it yet. He's a good player, but I don't think he's ready. And I believe Neto was only chosen because of experience. You know, Pepe. Say what you want about him as a player. It's the experience factor. I, I I can't think of anyone else that could have been brought up. There's Ruben Semedo, which I would probably say is, is better than Luis Neto playing every game in the Champions League at the moment before, <laughs> before they got knocked out. But for me, I think it's just an experience thing. I, I, I don't know why he's been picked, honestly. I'm glad he is because it represents us, but it's it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. You know you know who you sound like? Who? <laughs> Ooh, JJ. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. that's mean. That's said, mean. The only, the only good player that Benfica has in the youth, El Diogo. Everybody else, body It's basically that's what he said. Uh, anyway, uh, I know now you're a JJ's fan, but go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, never, never. Sam, would you also play a left winger at left back or? <laughs> Uh, you know, you, know you never know. Yeah, it might go. Mm. I, I reckon you could actually do a good job there, but maybe not for Silva. Uh, like I think it, I think you're right. right. I think you're right, Steph. I think he is a JJ fan. If Neto um, didn't play in this game because of Kawat's suspension, would he have been called up in the pinch? It would be. I, in, so. I do not I think, so. think so. There's no fucking way they would have picked a guy who hadn't played in two months. So who then? They would have picked like saying Ruben Smith was injured, so Manafa. I mean, they always cry about Manafa. I don't know, man. Well, Manafa, not even Portis he's not a like center him. back though. Portis don't even like him. Uh, no, they like him now. My buddy Patrick loves him now. No, nah. yeah, they, they love him. Now, hate him. They cried about the national team. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know, good... man. I don't know. There's, I feel like it would have been way more insane. Paul Oliveira, I don't know if he's doing well at the moment. True, but, that's I mean, a good shout. Is I there, always yeah. like. Is he, is he a Granada? Oh, probably right. Uh, uh, Ibar. 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 Yeah, Ibar. Yeah, I don't know. What if Jeff Font is already called? Yeah. 
<laughs> Bruno Alves, maybe. I don't know what he's doing at the moment. But... He's, he's balling. He is. Where he's captaining he uh, Hellas Verona, I think. No, pa- Parma, but they're getting relegated. Parma, Parma, yes. Parma. Yeah, he's still he's still playing. I'm not balling then. <laughs> but he himself as balling, considering he's like 38 and still playing like every minute and like scores one good free kick a year still. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, all right, Steph, I hope I'm not putting you on the hot seat again, but uh, I missed you and Moodley Dodds. I missed you in general. I think I think we, we all can say that, but Moodley Dodds, man. You've oh. been slacking the past few weeks, and now it's time for you to fucking shine, my friend. I know. I'm not like Tigres because he's the expert in Mudalidad, the way he does it, the speed and everything. It's amazing. But, you know, I'll get by. Uh, so, uh, first and foremost, uh, to our ladies and uh, guy and, uh, and men in Cortamat, we were champions of Portugal. Uh, so, congrats to them. Well done. Um, so, just to give you a little quick recap, uh, Mescolines, we had Rui Teixeira in second place. Fernando uh, Serrão in 5th place, Miguel Marques in 10th place, Ruben Amaral in 11th place, Rui Pedro Silva in 14th place, Licinio Pimentel in 26th place, and Elder Sanchez in, 30, in, in 32nd place. All that combined together gave us the title. So congratulations, which was a total of 28 points. So the, the least, the better uh, for the Cortamat. And then for the ladies, we had a, a Carrasel Merrocha in 1st place, Asara Moreira in second place, Catarina Ribeiro in third place, Jessica Augusto in fourth place. We basically dominated. In 10th place, Inês Monteiro. And last but not least, Beatriz Rodrigues in 15th place. And they and they uh, finished with 10 points. Uh, so congratulations, and I'm really, really proud of them. Uh, because track and field uh, in, uh, in the sporting world, they the ones who give us the most titles, if you guys didn't know that. Uh, basketball. Uh, we won at uh, Nugel Nieiro. Uh, we went to Benfica. We spanked them 87 to 75. We're better than them in that aspect. So, congrats to our boys. Well, uh, well, well done and awesome game. And then we played the following a couple of days later against Gaeta. That's from uh, not too far from my hometown. That's around the vicinity of Aveiro. We won 97 68 at home against Gaeta. So, we remain in first place. Uh, and that's good because I think there's only five games left, uh, and uh, we want to have the home uh, court advantage, advantage. Also, the next game will be against Guimarães in the quarterfinals of the Portuguese Cup, which will be the 28th on Sunday. Uh, Masculino, uh, we want to get uh, Vitoria 1 nothing. Of course, the B team, we won against the third place in our uh, division in the G group. 2-0 against Oriental do Dragão. Two goals by, uh, one goal by Plata and another one by Luis Felipe. Uh, both were beautiful goals. Our ladies went to Famalicão in a very, very, very tough game. Whoever pays attention to Liga BPE, which I do, I did watch the game. Um, our ladies, they, they scored at the very last minute, 89th minute, at Raquel, which was their birthday, and on a header. She scored, and we remain in first place, one point ahead of uh, Sporting Lisboa e Um So we still have, I think this was a seventh game, a total of 14 games, so we still have seven games left. So still a long season to go. Uh, futsal, uh, our boys went to, we, we uh, received Portimonense, and we spanked them 10-0. Wow. <laughs> uh, we remain in first place. 
Uh, and uh, after the tag against Benfica that uh, Chris spoke about last podcast, uh, we remain uh, uh, with the home field advantage, which that's a, a key, very important, because typically the final of the playoffs is always Sporting and Benfica, and uh, we always go to the Negra, the, the last game, and playing at home, even without the fans, it's better than playing at the Galinheiro. Um, and then uh, Feminino, uh, in uh, Okin Patins, we won 4-2 uh, away. Um, Masculinos, Okin Patins, we won 7-3 against Riba Ops. Uh, so slowly we're climbing up. We're in third place. We won a couple games behind the second place. Um, but uh, we're too far away from uh, Porto in first place. But if we finish in second place, this year will be a different format. It's playoffs. Uh, then we'll play against the uh, team in the seventh place. Uh, last but not least, um, uh, we won 6-1. Our ladies won 6-1 uh, against St. Juanense. And uh, 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 rugby. Uh, rugby, very important game. Our ladies won 23-14 uh, against SC Porto, which put us in the final against Sporting Lisboa Benfica which I believe will be played on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. I saw they were giving debuts to, like, 15-year-olds in that. Yes, true. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tennis de Mesa, since I have this score in front of me, I'll say it. A sporting one. No, we lost. We lost three, three <laughs> to two. Our ladies against uh, Universidade de Sebastianense FC. I don't <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I gotta tell you that that's pretty bad. We lost against uh, some little team. I don't even know where they go. <laughs> and that's all. I, oh no! Oh, hey, pa, pera aí, ca, 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 hey you forgot basket. <laughs> down. I was gonna say. He's rusty. He's rusty. Yeah, we we uh, we lost against Benfica in volleyball. Three nothing. Three nothing and three nothing. Uh, so. Uh, the game we had to win was in the in the final cup of Portugal, and we won. And that was Yo, uh, Steph, how did we win that game? Because we just got we just got so not only did we get swept three nothing in the series, but I think two of those games we also got swept three nothing in the game. So it's like, know. how the fuck did we beat them in that final? Like that seems even more incredible now. Because just, if if you if you watch volleyball, it's all about this small details and in that in that game sporting the small details were falling on our side so that was the game to win to win is that cup. like a miracle win though like, yes it was because it, uh, what I wish we celebrated it more at the time because yeah I didn't really fully yeah, realize 20, the accomplishment that it was yeah 20 the last time we won the Portuguese Cup in volleyball was 26 <laughs> years ago so uh sporting by winning against Benfica it was a big deal because they have doubled the budget for their team than our team. Our team, compared to, they have a superstar team. Uh, so what we did was a miracle, and that was the game to win, because it best out of three, best out of five, I knew Sporting had no chance against Benfica, because they do have the better team. Like in basketball, we have the better team, but in volleyball, Benfica has a better team, and nothing to say against that, you know? Uh, but our ladies, um, they beat Lake Shunes at home twice, 3-1 and 3-0. So we're going back to Lake Shunes on Wednesday. And if we win on Wednesday against Lake Shunes, we'll go to the uh, uh, final, most likely against uh, AGM uh, Football Group Porto. 
because they they uh up to to two zero i believe or, or i think i think they won three nothing against Benfica. uh the Benfica ladies they're not as good at the, as the men um so it looks like the final should be supporting contra ajm football club porto but relations they have a good team they were sneaky they uh contrataram uma brasileira at the last minute just for the last games um and uh she's phenomenal I oh, her they name. just signed someone off the street yeah. Yep, they just said. Apparently, heard about this. Apparently, it's legal uh, because they're the champions in title for the champions one passed. Where'd they so, get her from? Uh, Brazil? I, I think so. Yeah, she's a Brazilian international. But our, girl, <laughs> but our girls, they've been tough and uh, they've been determined and persistent and they won back-to-back uh, -back wins at home. So I believe that the Leixões will be able to win again. But the problem with Leixões is that... Uh, uh, no pavilion, they insulted our ladies. They were attacking them verbally. They, they were pretty nasty. And I, I blame that on the PSP. The, the, the Portuguese police in, in Portugal, they're a fucking joke. Uh, instead of controlling the situation, there's not even France. They allowed the dirigentes do Leixões insult our ladies, which that was pretty disturbing, calling them very nasty na uh, names. And I, and I was watching that game, and I was like, I can't believe this shit is going on in the 21st century in Portugal. Italian filha da puta, the police in fish murder Numa. Uh, it bothers me because it, it was all ladies and, and it showed very low class from uh, the Leixões dirigentes. Uh, so I, I hope we go over there and we win. We win in a very convincing way because Leixões has lost all the respect from me uh, because of the way these dirigentes insulting our ladies. It, it did bother me a lot, actually, a lot. And that's all I got. I Fair think enough. just one important thing to mention in futsal, this was João Match uh, game number 600, uh, 600 to, yes. to, with Sporting by his side. So I think it's very important to give a shout out to him, a great player and a great captain. Agreed. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of games. A lot of games. <laughs> all this with the same club, all this could the Dica sound club. I love that. We're actually not 100% possible to leave odds. I'm going to pass it to Christian because he has a little update on our Den of Lions, which is our Mudalidads here for Spartan 160. <laughs> yeah, you went out I to a we, game? I guess we can start considering that a Mudalidad. Yeah, I went out to a game this past weekend. They played uh, Lehigh Valley, um, their first game of their EDP season, which is just like their regular season. Um, and they won 4-3, went down one nothing. Storm back 3-1. Kind of, kind of, other team got a bullshit goal. 3-2. Wasn't that close. 4-2. Game sealed. They got a, another PK in like the 90th minute to, to make it seem closer than it was. But yeah, 4-3 win. 1-0 for to start the season. But the, the most important thing for them is this upcoming weekend, they're going to one of the top tournaments in like the entire United States. It's called the Jefferson Cup. And they are in the top bracket for their age group, U18. And they're playing a couple really good teams. So one of the teams they're playing is from Pen Western Pennsylvania. They're the Region 1 champions, and they're the national runner-up currently, number three in the nation. And they're also playing a team from Florida who's currently ranked number two in Florida and 26 in the country. So also to think about the craziness of this, right? Teams are flying from Florida to Virginia 
from California to Virginia, Texas, everywhere around the country to play this tournament. So this tournament's a really fucking big deal. Um, and yeah, they're playing the number three team in the country from Western Pennsylvania, number 26 team from Florida. And then they're playing another team from North Carolina who don't, there's like no info on them. So I don't know what to expect. They're obviously good if they're in the top, top bracket of this tournament. So yeah, that, that, that starts, I believe Friday, if not Friday, Saturday. And the, the, the first game is against the number three team in the country. So early, early test for, for dental lines, possibly the best team they've ever played. So yeah, exciting to see what happens. Hey, Fox, Danny, listen. really yeah. fast. Uh, the Utigas um, uh, is uh, coming up with a brand new uh, podcast called Voz das Modalidades. So yep. give him a follow because he's really good with modalidades, much better than I am. He has a PhD degree, a level four. Uh, so he'll teach, Certified. He's got students. <laughs> no problem with our path and our uh, path. So he's good to go. Uh, I'm going to follow him for sure. Voice I already have. Guys, don't forget. Facts, yes. Everybody go follow Tigas and the new podcast. Uh, we got Andre Marks, the coach of Dental Lions in the chat. Best of luck, Andre and the boys. Um, I forget the guy, the kid's name, but there's a kid on Den of Lions that wears goggles. That's an absolute baller. Yeah. Yo, it's he's Danny. He scored two bangers this weekend. Like, I've seen one of them. I've seen really one of them good, yeah. that Andres sent. He just adds on to the theory that I have that if you play soccer, football, whatever, with goggles, you're a baller, point blank, period. I have not met one person who isn't a baller by playing with goggles. Um, so, yeah, best of luck, guys. Um, and, yeah, we'll move on to uh, to previews and predictions of uh, our next game that's in two weeks, I think, right? The 3rd or 4th of April against yes. uh, Mureides and in Mureira de Conegus, right? Yep. Not at home. So, yeah. Um, Bia, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it off to you first. What is your predictions, previews, thoughts on uh, this upcoming game? I feel like overall it's going to be a win for Sporting. Uh, we are coming up with now three wins and the last tie was with Porto, but we are confident. Uh, Mureirense has got the last one was a loss and already two losses, one tie and only two wins. The last five games against Sporting, we always won, except for one game that we tied by zero. But I believe that we are in, on a good way and maybe just 3-1 like like they were saying in the beginning. 3-2-1. Good win. Agreed, agreed. Sam, how about you? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm going to correct myself because I said high line. I meant to say Moritz will probably play a low line. Uh, park the bus. I feel like it'll be another one of those games that we've had um, the last few weeks, of, apart from the Gimarange game. I feel like it's going to be a, a tough game for us. I think it's probably going to be like a 1 0 scrappy victory. Obviously, I hope it, it, it could be easy, but I don't think they're going to let it be easy. Uh, Amarim said before, these teams aren't coming to Sporting to get three points. They're happy with the one. So I think I think it's going to be a 1 0, and hopefully, the boy Paulinho scores. but yeah, one nil, I reckon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, how about you, uh, Steph? I think it's going to be a, a two two zero. I think uh, Paulinho will start off the bench. Uh, it's going to be a goal of Tete. <laughs> 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 say, say it louder! Say it louder! 
I don't think Sam heard you yet. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> it's going to be uh, Titi and Daniel Bergensa. I think uh, Daniel Bergensa is going to start again because he, he played he played really well it, uh, against a team that likes to park the bus. Um, he, he, didn't, he, he did show that he wasn't ready for 90 minutes. Uh, but if we give him, if we play him for 65 minutes, 70 minutes around that time, I think he, it'll be more beneficial for Sporting. Uh, so two nothing. Uh, I go from Tete and I go, I go from Paulinho. I like it. I like it. How about you, Christian? Yeah. So it's tough to not predict one nothing. I'm gonna say we get a little bit of breathing room in this one, and it's two nothing. And the second goal comes before the 70th minute. So we're feeling chiller than we have recently. Um, I, I, I'm going to say Pedro Gonçalves gets back on the score sheet because I, I think we all need that to happen. And I, <laughs> we're trying to manifest that. <laughs> and hmm, second one, yeah. So, I'm going to have to say hopefully this happens, but I don't think he'll start again. Well, maybe he will because he'll have a little bit more time to acclimate and such. But hopefully our guy pulling you scores. Guy needs one to, like, deflect off his shin or something. Like, just hit the back of the net. Like, because, like, I feel like he was, not going to lie, like, he was kind of coming off a drought for Braga, right? He had a couple yeah. critical assists for them in the in their in his last games for them. But he was on, like a multiple game, like five, six game drought or something. And then probably double that now, right? He's probably like, he's probably approaching double digits, if not already hit double digits without scoring. Like, guy needs a goal. Let's get him a fucking goal. Yeah, I agree. They are coming off a 3 nothing loss to Pots Ferreira. I hope we can pile on the misery. Um, I'm going to go with another 3 nothing loss for Mureyrens. Uh, I'm going to continue the, the good vibes that we're sending. So good vibes to Paulinho. Paulinho's going to get a goal. Uh, my boy Tete is going to get a goal. And Coach is going to get a goal in like the 92nd minute or some shit like that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that is it. Bia, I just want to thank you again for coming on. It's been a true honor having you on. Uh, we do appreciate it. And, uh, the pleasure is all yeah, mine. Always great to come. We could we could say really fast the the, the results of the national team. Uh, it's only really sure just, yeah, just a predictions. That's all. So we can barely touch it. Yeah, seven nothing against Azerbaijan. Oh, that's good for you. I'm a looking right. Alex gets two goals. I'm calling it now. Yo, Ronaldo. Ronaldo needs what, like seven goals or something to catch yeah. Ali De Ali Deli or whatever that guy's name is. So yeah, this yeah. is a good game to pile on, get yeah. those stats up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Same with Luxembourg, Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah, give it to Ronaldo. Get those stats up, baby. But we've had tough games against Luxembourg in Luxembourg. They we've did. They did play us hard once. They yeah. did play us hard once, but we've also destroyed them a couple other times. So, Portugal, Azerbaijan, uh, Beatrice, what do you think? I'm not saying seven because I think it's way too straight, <laughs> straight, straight, too big. Maybe four to zero. Okay. Four zero. Four zero. Uh, Danny. I'm seven. Not, uh, you think? <laughs> you think I'm kidding here? Seven. Not <laughs> 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 
three six five right now. Felix is getting a brace, and we're winning seven nothing. The newspapers are gonna be wet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Abala, oh my god. <laughs> uh, Sam, what do you think? Uh, I think it'll be three nothing, and I think our boy. Luis Neto will get on the score sheet coming off the bench. <laughs> Buddy, he's not getting off the bench, let alone the score sheet. Bro, I'm telling you, he's, he's coming on to score like in the 90th minute with a header or like some deflection <laughs> shit. I'm calling it. Chris? Uh, yeah, I like 4 nothing. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to say 3 nothing in Pelinha scores. I like it. Yeah. Okay, next like game. Uh, Serbia-Portugal. Uh, Beatriz. Serbia, I'll say maybe uh, we'll win by uh, two against one goal by Serbia. I think it's going to be a little more tighter in that game. Okay, so 2 1 for, for Beatrice. Chris? Yeah, uh, that one will probably be a bit closer. 3 1. I'm going to go 3 1. Sam? I reckon 1 0. I think Serbia are too, too aggra- will be too aggressive for us to, to score any more than one. So I think it'll be 1 0. And Nuno Mendes on the score sheet this time. <laughs> the winner. The winner. <laughs> I know. And uh, Danny, I saved you for last because you. I know you're going to give me some stupid score lines. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was actually going to go 2 1. Yeah, I'm going to stick with 2 1, but Andres Silva is going to get both goals this time. Uh, he's doing great. And I'm calling Bear Braces. He is doing great, actually. I think he's got uh, 26 goals. I think if he's 20, not ahead 20. of Lewandowski, he's well. Just he might have twenty six in all comps. He has twenty in the Bundesliga. Oh, but he's, yeah. Am I right in saying he's like right behind Le- Lewandowski? Right? No, yeah. he's got thirty six with Lewandowski. For this, never mind. Yeah. He's, he's six goals <laughs> off the all time Frankfurt record. Yeah, he's uh, thirty six. Uh. Yeah, then. <laughs> he's gonna win the golden ball again. Uh. They are in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah, they have two the so Champions many games. Yeah. Messi and Ronaldo don't have enough games. No, he, no. He has 21 goals, same as Haaland, though. So, but yeah, Haaland. Lewandowski has 35. Mil deals. 35, yeah. He just scored a hat-trick <laughs> in the last game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I seen. My boy, my boy Alfonso Davies with the red card. Yikes. <laughs> I heard he's coming to support It doesn't matter. Alfonso Davies. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I would, I would love that. <laughs> we missed our chance. Our chances only was fifteen playing yeah. for Whitecaps. Exactly. No, even, even still, we couldn't afford him. He went for like eighteen mil. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna say Portugal wins uh, in Serbia three nothing. Uh, and then the last but not least, it's uh, Les- Luxembourg, Portugal. Danny, I'll start with you now. I wanted to say seven nothing again because Luxembourg <laughs> kind of sucks. Um, They're definitely say, worse than Azerbaijan. I feel like. Yeah, and if it's if it's in Luxembourg, especially with the Portuguese community, I feel like Portugal might want to put on a show. They have but a couple. Be, uh, they have a couple of American players. Uh, Luzo, um, um, yeah, Luzo, Luzo Luxemburgo, whatever, right? It'll Luzo probably Luzo be. It'll Luzo be probably. Whatever. It'll probably be turf though, Danny. Oh sure. yeah, the last sure. time it was a turf. Yeah, it was a turf field last time. Which is way different because yeah. uh, our, our yep. ladies when they Oh, we did absolutely fuck Lithuania on a turf field though. So we did. But that's but that's how you get injured on your ACLs. <laughs> <sighs> I know, and I know. Um bro, I don't know. I'm gonna go with like a like a five not a five yeah. one. They might <laughs> like leak in a goal just for fun, like 
We'll get like Rui Silva or something in that and he'll leak in a goal or something. Yeah, I'll say 5-1. Okay. Okay. Sam? Yeah. I'm going to go 3-0. Uh, one goal from Polina and two goals from a future sporting player, Cristiano Ronaldo. Wishful <laughs> <laughs> thinking. I like that. Uh, Chris? Hey, his, mom, his mom held up a jersey having Cristiano in the back, so I don't know. Yeah. If it was yeah. up to his mom, he would come. Yeah, you know? would yeah. Hold, hold it oh, up yeah. to Tabata jersey, bro. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Tabata would gladly give him his jersey. I don't think he would. I don't know, lie. bro. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, money is not a problem for Ronaldo. I don't see why he doesn't come to Sporting, seriously speaking. Chris, go ahead. This will this will be the big one. I'm gonna go six nothing. This one, Ronaldo hat trick stat booster for him. Mm, I like that. Beatrice, I'll say a five one because I, I believe they'll they'll score just one goal, but it's gonna be uh, a show. Yeah, I think I think it'll be four nothing, um, and uh, no four one. Uh, one of the loser Luxemburgues will score against us and everybody will be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can have it. To the race, Portuguese, as you can act. Um, and that's all I got, Danny. You can take it uh, take it away. Bring right. us home. Bring us home. Always at the wheel. Danny at the wheel, as always. Bia, again, thank you for joining us. It's been a real pleasure having you on. A real good conversation. Yeah. Hopefully have you on sometime in the near future again. Um, a special shout out to everybody in the chat as always. Our boy Daniel Gonzalez, Lauren Jenks, uh, Juicebox Leal, Josec Costa George from Down Under. Uh, I know we had uh, Richard Richard Nevge, uh, Andre Marx. We had uh, New York's finest in the chat. We had Paul Costa. Uh, who else is down here? Jordan Benteker, of course. Uh, Brian Regu, Josep Pimentel, uh, Pimenta, I should say. Uh, Jeffrey Aguiar. Uh, do, 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 who else am I missing? Uh, everybody else that was in Twitter, thank you for asking your questions. Um, Especially Sam. Thank you for ask, asking that question. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> First and foremost. I, still, I, I just mad I didn't get it until I was like, yeah, doesn't this mean corn? Like, what is he calling it corn? Years? Fuck, man. Get another, get another blender for me. Um, but yeah, it's been a real pleasure, guys. Follow us on... Uh, on Twitter at Sparting160 underscore EN. Follow us on... Uh, there was a comment last podcast wanting us to be on TikTok. Follow us on... Who wants to see some TikTok dances, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, Sparting160EN. Uh, Facebook, Sparting160EN. You know the vibes. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. And, um, and uh, Beatriz, your English is impeccable. Impeccable. Thank you. I paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> a lot of you studying. Good, good, good investment. <laughs> <Act>. <laughs> Ciao, viva Sporting. Viva Sporting.